We often think about grief as something that only occurs after a death. But people grieve in many different situations. This is something Mary Kyo speaks openly on today's episode. Mary discusses how she processes grieving after the separation of her marriage and by working through the loss, she has found a new sense of hope again. Mary, welcome. Welcome to Memory of Me. Thank you very much. (laughs) So it has begun now. The day day was actually the first day it officially launched. So a couple of episodes are coming out now in mid-February, but... We're, we're getting there, so we are. We're getting there. Thank you so, so much. How's things? Things are doing good. I'm doing good. My academy's doing really well. And brilliant. Good things in the future, so I'm oh, really happy. Brilliant, mm-hmm. hey? Because, like, when I had the, the speech, is that mm-hmm. what you called? Yeah, yeah, the speech. Um, <laughs> I was really empowered that night. I really, really was. Like, I came away, like, feeling... A really good say, and you know what? That room was just filled with so much love and empowerment for a woman mm-hmm. that night. It was amazing, it like was. literally amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, give me the date for every single one this year. I <laughs> they're swear all, to God. they're all up now. They're starting. They? We have one now coming up in April, so which oh, should be brilliant. a really brilliant day. What, but what date's that? Uh, the twenty fourth of April in the Red Castle. Oh, um, but there's five different speakers in that. She misses yeah. one of them as well. Oh, she was Fox. Fox. So, oh, brilliant, brilliant. Uh, so it should be a brilliant day. Oh, brilliant! Mm-hmm. Murky's anniversary is actually the twenty third of April. Mm. So maybe I'll be a nice week down to go after. Definitely. So that night too as well, it was just, it was, as I said, it was absolutely amazing. And you were very honest about your story, um, mm-hmm. you know, about your separation and stuff like that. Um, so, and that is a grief and a loss and a pain mm-hmm. in itself, like 100%. Um, I've had inundated with messages, actually, to be honest with you, between separation and grief is right up there mm-hmm. with miscarriages, um, you know, people who are losing parents, like the grief and separation of divorce. Mm-hmm. So the messages I get are really level. Mm-hmm. It's crazy because, you know, you never really think about that because that really is a grief in itself, it does. like a hundred percent. And just the emotions that go along with that. So if you want to just kind of, on your own words, just give me a wee background of like, you know, how you first met your husband and, you know, how life was at the early ages? Well, we met about, it's nearly 30 years ago, it might be more. Um, I'm not exact, it's not terrible. <laughs> but we had 30 years and we met very quickly and it was totally out of the blue because it never, you know, but he was very charming and he was lovely and the first few months of it was great. Yeah. And we married very, very quickly. Within 18 months, we were married. And what age were you, sir? I was 28 and he was 31. Oh. And I had my first child within that year, Oh. Um, Thomas. And, you know, it was all new to me, Brona. Yeah. I have to be honest with you. I think it was very, very quick okay. because I was so used to doing what I wanted to do and yeah. go where I wanted. And I was a free agent and yeah. all of a sudden I... I believed I was attached now to this person. And 28, you know... You think you're wise. Aye. <laughs> you're never wise Aye, when you walk yeah. into marriage. Because what, yeah. for me, you know, I was setting up home with this person um, that was my husband. Mm-hmm. And yet there was something detached. Yeah. Um, 
I was the homemaker. I gave up work. I was at care and I gave up work. I had my son very quickly through it and it was a very traumatic birth as well where mm. both of us nearly died through oh it. And But I grew up very quickly then in a way as a mommy I grew up yeah. very quickly Bona. Yeah. But I began to lose myself yeah. and I just seem, if somebody says to me, like, who are you, Rod? And I'd say, well, I'm a wife and a mother. Aye. There was no word about Mary. It was no. always a wife and a mother. So my journey as a wife and a mother was full time. Um, I had four, I have four children, two yeah. boys and two girls, and they were all quite rapid in success, succession. Like when I started, I didn't know how to stop. Yeah. Um, but they were a great gift to me. I always, and maybe, you know, be very careful what you wish for. All yeah. I wanted was to be a mama. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't, get that. Yeah, I, I was the same. I didn't perceive or think about, you know, what kind of man I wanted. No. Uh, you know, it was nearly like any man will do as long as it's I like have my children. Babies, yeah, yeah. And I did have my children and I did suffer with postnatal depression mm-hmm. with very badly with the first and with the last two as well I did. Um... But it was for me, and I have to be totally honest, I found it a very lonely journey. Yeah. Um, my husband would have been the old school, a woman's place is in the yeah, home and the yeah. woman does that and the woman looks after everything and my dinner on the table and whatever. And I succumbed to that. Mm-hmm. I just fell into his pattern. I felt I didn't have a voice. Yeah. Um, my voice was for my children. My love was for my children. They, they were just my world. Yeah. And as long as they were okay, it doesn't matter so I sometimes really, you just go on the overdrive like that you do. you do you just be in tunnel vision and mm-hmm. you just be like you know, as long as the children are grand mm-hmm. you know you know mm-hmm. that's all that matters mm-hmm. do you know and you lose yourself that's through so that true. you know and you know and losing yourself through that you know he continued on with his life and his busyness and whatever and you know I was there I was gaga 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 that was my yeah. thing my now my mother and father were very very good to me they came to me every day and you know, they were so much part of my life, of yeah. my unit. Um, and I spent a lot of time on my own, I have to be honest, yeah. um, through their childhood. And I felt that very quickly that conversation was a normal flow. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, I, I almost became afraid to say how I really felt yeah. because he didn't understand. Mm-hmm. He hadn't got the reason to understand how I truly felt. So I bottled a lot of things up in me. Yeah. Um, he did what he had to do. He provided for us. Um, yeah. But his priority was himself. Yeah. And, and your emotions saying were compressing down yes. and cause of that. And I became numb. And I really know that now. You know, I, love, I did love a life as a mother, uh, first and foremost. Yeah. Um, my marriage was second. Yeah. Uh, because I felt that... There was something in me that was being held back. Now, I didn't know what it was, Bruna, but I felt very lonely and isolated yeah. in my marriage. Now, that is no reflection of him. That was who I was. Yeah. And, and I created that within myself because I became very insecure and I became very needy. Now, not needy that um, I needed him around all the yeah. time. yeah. But it would have been nice for somebody just to sit down and relax and talk to you yeah. on a level that both of you understood that wasn't the case. Right, okay. Um, and as life went on, mm-hmm. 
you know, he continued to be busy, busy. My busy was with my children and their schooling and so forth. And it went on and they were my priority. Yeah. Um, my youngest daughter then was diagnosed with uh, hypodysplasia. Um, yeah. It's off where she was really affected. And, you know, that was my priority because she really struggled mm-hmm. and she was... She was also lost in school, so I was her nurturer, I was her protector, I was her fighter. You know, yeah. I had a fight for her, 100%. and, you know, that continued on. And through that, you know, there was a lot of things that my husband would have brought to my home that was not good, was not healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, Did you feel there was pressures there too? As there well? was a lot of pressures. Um, you know, I kept a lovely home. My children were always clean and they were always, and, you know, Sunday was the day out and nearly, it was like almost times I felt it's our day out. Aye. Took the trophy wife out and yeah. the four wings and Aye. then that's your duty for the weekend on I'm not bad mouthing him. He has his story, and I Absolutely. only can tell my story. Um, but I felt that I had lost Mary. I had no identity, Barona. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just the mammy. Now, the, a mammy is such a powerful presence, and I, I do believe it was a gift I was given yeah. and a gift that I cherished. And our life was mundane. You know, he did his, and we fitted under his 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 framework. Um, and then my daughter, my my eldest daughter, was diagnosed with um, chronic pain and fibromyalgia uh, at a really young age. Oh God, and my attention was in her. You know, mm-hmm. it was horrendous. We thought she had leukemia. We thought everything, but it was diagnosed as that. And to this day, she still lives with that. Yeah. Um, my sons, I think, craved a father figure. Yeah. But the father figure was very busy. He yeah. provided for us financially and all that. But that core, that need, that fun, that laughter, that doing things wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Um, and both my sons then became drug addicts. Okay. Um, they are my beautiful sons. Yeah. Um, they are my life. They're my heart. Mm-hmm. But my two sons went down a very bad road. And during that time... There was violence, there was abuse, and they always say that you hurt the one you love, and I was always the blunt of that. And it was a really horrendous time in my life. and I That's a huge impact in itself, and for yourself. mm -hmm, And I felt that I was a failure as a mother. I felt that I'd let them down. Um, But yet I was always their crutch to pick them up. I was always fixing them. I was always trying to make everything okay. And trying to do that, Bruna... I became deeper and deeper into a place that I didn't like. I felt so lost. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hadn't got that support. No. I hadn't got that backbone. You know, it was, it was you know, the old school. They need to do and what yeah. they do. But they were my, you know, they're my sons. They're my flesh Aye. and blood. And, you know, it, it came to a point where it did come become that bad that, you know, I had to detach. Yeah from my sons because of their addiction but I didn't detach and cut them out of my life I I moved away because for me I come to a point in my life that I was I I really genuinely felt worthless I felt that life wasn't worth living and and that is that is honestly at one stage I really believe that you know death would have been kinder and that was a really dark place for me. Now, I couldn't discuss that or express that. So all my emotions and feelings were numb. Yeah. All that I was was numb. 
Were you more like emotional less saying that that's I, there, was no, there was nothing. There was You know, my children were up and they were doing their A-levels or they were working or whatever. And when they started to do whatever, I felt even more because that would kept me so busy yeah. and kept me distracted, yeah. was gone. And I was left with Mary. Yeah. Um, the relationship has had its rocky moments. There's so no point in me saying my no. it was wonderful. It wasn't. It but was you know, rocky. That's normalizing things too mm-hmm. as well because everybody has situations or you know emotions and everything going on their own. No, nobody can sit here and say, "Oh, I have the perfect mm-hmm. life." No. Like absolutely nobody. No. Do you know there's everybody goes through something, some some no. type of struggles on the way. You know, and even you know. My, they'll go out at night and they'll do and I spend quite a bit of time on my own um, and that really got to me because I never liked being on my own no. I felt really afraid and I felt an age and I missed that buzziness of having the children around me um, but yet I knew they had to love their lives um, Did that fear sometimes turn on day like um, about a trauma? It was, it, it was like you know this is me, you know, I'm married, but I may as well not be married. Um, I'm sitting here on my own and there's no connection, there's nothing. And as the years went on, you know, I looked good. Everybody, God, you look at you. And I used to think, oh my God, if you only knew what was going on in my life. You know, and I smile and I come in and I'd sit and I would either go to the toilet and put a towel in my mouth and cry because I was so lost. I felt rejected. I felt I wasn't enough. It wasn't even enough for myself, mm. Bruna. So all the, them things that I should have been, I yeah. wasn't. And then my husband took cancer. And I took time off work. And I did nurse him. That is who I am. I am a very caring person. And it, mm-hmm. it wouldn't matter if you came, Bruna, says no. I would be away yeah. doing it. It's just who I am. And through that time, I noticed things really changing. Now... It was during COVID. Yeah. Um, he had chemo in Belfast and I took him to chemo every two weeks. And I sat outside when the, the restrictions were really, really strict. I was, we were locked, they locked were down at the very start. I... And I would have sat for maybe five or six hours in that car and he would never have rang me. Never have rang me. And I used to think, this is really strange. Like mm. I'm his wife and yeah. he doesn't. And then there was wee things happening and going on and... Something in my gut began to tell me there is something not right here. Okay. There's something wrong. And it was eating me up, Rona. Mm-hmm. And I confronted him and he told me I was crazy. You're mad. You're crazy. How could a sick man? But, Rona, I knew, you knew in my in gut. gut. Yeah. And I, it, it went on and we finished his treatment. He got the all clear for now. And... It just got worse. We just, whatever might have been between us was going, getting further and further apart. There was no communication as such. There was nothing. Um, it was doing the mundane things. It was almost like a care. Mm-hmm. And it came to a head. And he was asked to leave the home because yeah. of it. Now, there was another woman involved. I'm not sitting here and saying, no. mm, yeah. there, there was now... When I say another woman, I can't tell you that it was a full-blown affair. Mm-hmm. But I do know, Brona, that the attention that he should have been given his wife yeah, was been given, given to another woman. Yeah. And because of the work I've done, and mm-hmm. I should have said that, I began the journey, my journey, and probably this is where I'm at today, I began a journey of 
unraveling the old Mary, the needy Mary, the not enough Mary, the sad Mary, the, the unhappy Mary, and things in me that I didn't like. Yeah. And there was a lot of things in me I didn't like, Bruna, and I had to work through them. Now, I do believe, you know, we say the past in the past, but I do believe, you know, do you release, for me, I had to release myself from that past Mary, and I had to go back into that Mary, and I had to identify, address and let it go. Yeah. Did you have anybody to lean on at that time? There was one or two people that were very, very good to me. Yeah. They were very good to me. Especially with being so lonely. It was, it was, it was that loneliness oh. is undescribable. Oh. I can't tell you, I can't put a name to that feeling of that emotion. Mm-hmm. It's so raw. It's so, I, I felt my insides were being pulled apart. I felt I was detaching from who I was. Literally as the depths. I know yeah. mine's is different, but it's similar in ways too as well. But it's just the depths of that pain is just, it's on a different level. It's you know, so, it's so lonely. It's so lonely. You And, you know, Bruna, I had to go there and I had to address things in me that I didn't like. And... You know, I did work really hard at it because I was tired of being Mary. I was tired of this woman. I didn't want to be this woman, but it was all I had was this woman. And I had a choice either to continue on my life and continue that same mundane, or I had a choice. I could change me. Now, it wasn't an easy journey because I was so conditioned, controlled Mm -hmm. and manipulated. And for me to break away from that and for me to find a voice... And I struggled to find that voice. I struggled. I could speak to women everywhere. Yeah. But when it came to my one-to-one relationship with my husband, I struggled to communicate yeah. because I knew I wasn't being heard or I wasn't being listened to. Mm-hmm. And there was no feedback. There was no warmth coming no. back. And for me, Brona, because I began that journey and then I started studying and I, I studied to be a life coach and I, I studied uh, mental health first aid and I started educating me. Yeah. You started rebuilding yourself again? For me. Yeah. And the Mary that was then mm-hmm. is not the Mary that was that is sitting in front of you today. Yeah. Like, yes, I've had the most horrendous eight or nine months. Yeah. No one, and I mean no one, could take that pain away. No. No one. No. I felt rejected. I felt that I wasn't doing what I was supposed to be doing. What I questioned me again, what is it about me? And, you know, how could this person that I've been with 30 years just walk out of my life yeah. and not even glimpse back? No. Um, but and that's then, just, that's, you know, that's, you know, sometimes there's just no words for that too no. as well. Do you know, there, literally, it, it literally is a grief in itself. It mm-hmm. really, really is because you're grieving someone that, you know, that the person's still alive. Mm-hmm. Do you know and, what I mean? And it is. It's you like know, a loving grief. And even your family unit too as well. Mm-hmm. All everything goes mm-hmm. under, you know, all that, you know, you know, emotionally, financially, mentally everything do you know every aspect of uh, it you know even a grief fog i would say you had grief fog as well wait and, had it definitely and at one yeah. one stage you know brona 
I thought I was having a breakdown. I yeah. really did think I was having a mental breakdown yeah. because I could not process my thoughts. I could not grasp how somebody could be so detached from somebody that they were with for 30 years. Mm. How could you just walk out and continue on with your life? Yeah. Now, he's not worth anybody, no. as I know, mm-hmm. but I just cannot get my... That's the part I can't get my head around, yeah. you know. You had amazing children. Yeah. You beautiful had a good home. wife. I have, I have a beautiful home. Mm-hmm. Um, there was never anything that the outside envi- environment couldn't fix financially, materially, or whatever. But it was this inward pain. It was this raw, raw pain. And it was this shattering of this dream, of this perception yeah. that I had of happy ever after, we'll sail under the sunset. And it wasn't to be for me, yeah. Rona. And, you know, I remember one day walking up and down there and going, I can't do this anymore. I can't do this. How could somebody be so cruel to another person? And then, you know, Brona, I have to be real with myself Mm -hmm. and I have to be honest with who I am. I don't want my separation to define the woman that I am. I'm the same. Like I spoke to you just off. We were just about to go there. And I'm the exact same, even though that... You know, this is healing for me, mm-hmm. you know, and, and speaking and, you know, making any person out there, you know, if I, if one person takes anything away from mm-hmm. this tonight, that, that makes my heart happy. Mm-hmm. Do you yeah. know what I mean? 100%, yeah. you know, definitely. And it's the thing, you know, Bronin, you know me, I am quite honest and I, I yeah. speak and I do speak quite openly at my events. Um, yeah. But I also give people the tools and the tips that can create the life that they want. I became so attached to that other person that I lost myself in their stories, Mm -hmm. that I became part of their life and I forgot about my own life. Mm -hmm. You know, I was very concerned. What's he doing? Where's he going? What? It just went on constant. It was nonstop. And there was no breathing space there. I ate, slept it. Yeah. And I had to be really honest with myself and go, is this, am I going to allow him to continually control my life and even though he's not here because he's getting on with his life? And I'm sure he's hurting as well, bro, and yeah. I'm not taking away from that. Yeah. But that's his hurt yeah. and that's his pain. Yeah. I can't fix that. No. But I know for one thing, I can fix me. 100%. And I know that my story and my journey is helping so many women. Yeah. I don't shy away or I don't tell you the nice things. No. There was nice things. Yeah. But there was also times... Reality. And the reality of my life was... It was very lonely. And it was very... It was very... What would I say? I felt I was on a desert island on my own at times. And just craving, just craving attention, craving. But I came to the realisation... I was lost. You were lost. He was never going to fix what was lost in yeah. me. He was never going to give me what I needed because I needed to give it to me myself. Yeah. And I had to learn that I had to begin to respect me. Yeah. I had to put values on who I am. Mm-hmm. And I had to put boundaries that were good for me. Mm-hmm. And that meant that I began to protect Mary and I began to nurture and I began to see that there was something more in me I wasn't brought into this world to become attached to somebody. When we meet somebody, we should nurture and grow together and yeah. that sh- we should go with the flow of life. 
not grasping at every word or a nod, no. you know, a, a bit of attention. Yeah. That's not. Love's not cruel. It's not impatient. No. It's not all those things. Love doesn't hurt. No, definitely not. Love it's is about a, having the values too as well of that and respect yeah. and, and yeah. all that too. And when them dynamics break down then, you know, that's just, as I said, you know, it is, it's just... It's just horrendous. Do you it know is. what I mean? And it's there's just no other word for it. Really it really is. Do you know? And as I said, like there before, you know, like the amount of messages is just unbelievable. But people are, are going through so much pain. Did you find your um, grief with your separate, like that type of grief, different day losing the likes of your parents and your brother and that that you were? Did well, you I had a brother that day. He committed suicide when he was. Um, 21. Yeah. And I have to be honest, Brona, it was one of the most horrendous times in, in my life. It what was, age were you? When? I was 19. Right. It was my first experience of death. But it was, it wasn't a natural death. It no. wasn't a death that, you know, you sudden. were expecting yeah. or sudden. Yeah. It was a death that he put upon himself. Mm-hmm. He chose it. Um, and for a long time, I was so angry because he was out of his pain and he was such a beautiful, beautiful soul. Yeah. I mean, he was such, um, he, there was just something about him. And the pain that was left in our home was, you could taste that pain. Yeah. Everybody walked in eggshells. Nobody spoke his name. Yeah. There was... Did a, you have any other siblings or... There was eight of us. All oh, right, okay. There was eight. I had six yeah. brothers. Yeah. We'll have six brothers and a sister. There was eight of us. Yeah. And we were in a wee council house in Craigan. Oh. And, you know, there was love. I married the there best was, looking man in Craigan. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Good people in Craigan. <laughs> and, you know, there was always this, you know, and that time when he went missing, the love that was received from people was unbelievable, yeah. you know. And he was missing for seven days. And at that time when he went, it wasn't a, a thing then. It yeah. was a very rare thing that somebody committed suicide. And he went missing and he was found seven days later. But for years, I mean years, that pain was so raw in our family. Mm-hmm. My mother and father tried to do their best. My mother was the backbone. Yeah. Her heart was broke because mm-hmm. she loved us all. Yeah. But there was just something Aye. about Paul. There Aye. was just something about him. There was a connection. Yeah. And her heart was broken to the mm-hmm. day she died. Mm-hmm. But she always raised herself above that because she had other siblings that were looking for yeah. looking at her to give them the love and the care and the comfort and the protection that they needed. Mm-hmm. Um that was my first time with grief. Yeah. Um it wasn't a good experience. No. It was a horrendous experience. My mother died of dementia, and was what year was that? Or was it that was about twelve, thirteen years ago? All oh, right, okay. Um, and you know that must have been tough. It was tough, but you know yeah. what, Brona? Yeah. She was at peace now. Yeah. She was set free, and you know. Mm-hmm. I remember, you know, when she died and I was there when she died and I, I just thought, you are at peace now. Yeah. Your torment and torture is yeah. over and you're yeah. with Paul. And then my father came and came in love with me. Well, my mother was really, really ill. My father had a really bad accident. Yeah. And 
he was a man that loved life and yeah. he was out and he always looked well and kept himself uh, well and everybody knew him. And, reminds me of my own grandma. Uh, <laughs> and he took... Uh, he, shirt and tie uh, Exactly, uh, that uh, was him on a shirt uh, and tie. You think he was going to the office. jumper and all. Uh, uh, and <laughs> he was down the town every day, that was his usual. And he had a really bad car accident and he ended up in a wheelchair. And he came to love with me okay. and I nursed him for four years and the year before he died, he, he was diagnosed with cancer and he died. Uh, his wish was, please, I don't want to go to the hospital, Mary, please don't yeah. go to the hospital. And the doctor, You need to go to the hospital. Please promise me. I said, you won't go to the hospital. And the doctor said to me, we really need a man. And I said, you know, and I know Aye. you aren't going to do. And he said, no. And mm-hmm. I said, well, just let him be. So he did die. He had a, a really horrendous couple of weeks of suffering. But um, in that suffering, Brona, mm-hmm. when he died, also, I was glad because he was out of that pain. Yeah. And then he was with my ma and he was with Paul and he was at peace. Mm-hmm. Um, Were you in pain at that stage too as well with your marriage? At the, at marriage the was just... It was okay. Right, okay. You know, I still looked after yeah. my children and, yeah. and looked after my parents. And I'd done all that, Brona, and I had four young children yeah. and they were young at the time. Yeah. Um, but shoulders back, head up, Mary kept head going rolling, and yeah. smiled at everybody. And I just... Th- it was a mommy and me. And, uh, yeah. and I just thought, it'll end sometime, Mary. Yeah. And I kept going. And, you know, even though I was lost, there was... There was something in me, there was a determination, there was a strength. I don't know where it came from, Mm. Rona, but I kept fighting through and fighting through. Mm -hmm. But there's only so much fighting you can do. 100%. And, you know, it's, I could sit very easily in that sofa the night and I could cry and poor me and why did he do this and why, I'm loving in something that's gone. Yeah. I don't know if it'll ever be fixed. No. I'm not looking to fix. No. Because I'm fixing me. 100%. I can't fix anybody else. And probably I have to take responsibility too. I try to fix him. I try to make him be something that I wanted him to be. Yeah. Today up was never my job. Yeah. You know, I was trying to make him be something. to fit into my jigsaw in life and it wasn't happening. Yeah. And my jigsaw in life fell apart. Yeah. And I had to recreate it. Now, was it easy? It was not easy, Brona. And it's not easy when you're sitting and you're so used to having a face coming on that same face and it's not coming on anymore. And, you know, the usual routine. That was all changed for me. So Um, how did you rebuild yourself then? Because you were in the midst of lockdown too as well. I was in the midst of lockdown and I I had a horrendous time. And it, do you know what? It was almost worse than actually physically losing somebody to death yeah because it was a loving grief because i knew he was out there somewhere yeah but he wasn't here mm. um and yet something in me kept saying i don't want to see him yeah i didn't want to see him because i knew if i seen him it would be back under the same old pattern we'd be back yeah. together and it was the, the same and, yeah. it, and i do believe that time was meant for me mm-hmm to put the energy back into Mary, to start believing in Mary, to start to know that I'm enough for me. You know, it is nice. Of course, it's beautiful if you have a partner and you grow and you nurture and you be together. And it's it's a gentle relationship. Um, Today, 
I'm happy sitting in there on my own. Don't get me wrong. There's days it hits me up the back and I go, yeah. Jesus, is this me for the yeah. rest of my life? Yeah. Um, I but, get that too. And sometimes I get a sense of a, a real fear over yeah. overcoming me thinking, oh my God, you know. And then, uh, uh, and then nighttime is mm. just my worst time because my head just, I just don't switch off at nighttime. The craziest stuff comes through my mind where I'm like, if I passed away, Adam and Aoife would be left with nobody. Mm. Would they mm-hmm. be orphans? Do you know, this is that your mm-hmm. mind just goes just crazy. It goes everywhere, literally crazy. everywhere. It's crazy. It's crazy. But you do with that your when thoughts. you're lonely, anyway. You do. do you know because you've got nobody else to and lean on? Do you know what it's like once you allow a thought under your head, and then you start getting feeling. You know, you start getting the emotions around that thought, and you start creating this massive story. I know. And the only people in that story is me. I'm the only one. I'm the only one watching that movie. Uh, and that movie can be a Rocky Horror movie. Yeah. Um. And did I get angry? I did get angry. Yeah. I got angry for the fact that I had done so much mm-hmm. for this person. I had given all of me to this person. I was angry. Yes. But then I had to look back then. You didn't have to give all of you to that person. You yeah. chose to do that. Mm-hmm. And in giving your all to somebody... You've lost the control, and I lost the control of who I was. Mm-hmm. So he was he was almost like my roadmap in life, you know, yeah. where I'm going, what I'm doing, how I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And really, Brona, mm-hmm. I was addicted. Mm-hmm. I was addicted. And that pain of letting go of that addiction. Yeah. Because, you know, a lot of us become addicted to your partners. Yes. A lot of us start mothering our partners. We put their clothes out. We tell you wear this, this and this. Yeah. Um, don't be wearing that. That's why we start telling them. So they take that on board. And if somebody's going to mother you and do A, B and uh, C, they're going to take it. Days, yeah. And the more you do yeah. it, the more they expect it. Mm-hmm. And the more you they expect it, the more you lose yourself under their story. So I was fitting under his story. I had no story. Yeah. I was his story. I was addicted to his behaviours, to his patterns, to all that he'd done. And it was almost like detoxing it was almost like if you're an alcoholic coming off drink and that's how bad it was it was like you know I was going through these DTs of Jesus what am I going to do I'm here and I never thought I'd be like this here on my own and all the wings are up and away and I'm in this house on my own and Mm. it was crazy the thoughts that I went on and then that would leave and then there would be real sadness yeah a sadness for something that I thought was going to be that never was going to be. Yeah. And how I married that up was that, you know, some people are only in our lives for chapters. They're only there for lessons in life. Yeah. Um, he has been my biggest heartache. Yeah. But he's been my greatest teacher. Exactly. A hundred percent. Like one million percent. Mm. You know, and how did you go down that road then of finding that inner peace and happiness again? Brona, it wasn't easy. No. Um, and I had a lot of internal fighting. Yeah. My thoughts were telling me one thing. My insides was telling me something else. Yeah. And I had to learn to quieten the thoughts in my head because my thoughts were running rampant. Yeah. And I had to learn to know that the thought was there. Yeah. But don't give it energy. Mm-hmm. You know, Address it, it's there, but don't feed under it. And they do pass. When you stop feeding under that thought, you identify it, you know it's there, but I'm not feeding under it anymore. No. 
uh, and it goes very quickly. I do believe very strongly in an inner voice. Yeah. I do believe that we all have an inner voice. That Did you write anything down, like a journal or anything? Or I never wrote a journal, but it's so vivid in my mind yeah. that this voice, inner voice, kept saying to me, you know what, Mary, there's great things coming for yeah. you. Um, your journey's only beginning. And, you know, for a long time, this wee voice kept saying, there's a blockage in you. There's mm-hmm. a, something blocking you to a better way of life. Yeah. Now, I used my husband as that blockage. I blamed him as that blockage. But my blockage was that I was addicted to him. Mm-hmm. And we do become addicted. We, come, we become dependent on them, yeah. you know, financially, emotionally, all those things. That should come from us first. A hundred percent. We should love ourselves first. Absolutely. I used to look in that mirror and I used to hit what the fuck? Aye. Who the fuck are you? Yeah. And it was it was beginning to understand that that woman in that mirror that was looking back at me, mm-hmm. she was my best friend and she is my best friend. Mm-hmm. She will always have my back. She'll love me no matter what. Mm-hmm. She will never turn her back on me. And it was identifying that I am my own best friend. Yeah. And even on my pain, and I still have my pain, and I stand, even this evening, I was out there going, what the fuck is this all about? Uh, yeah. But the realisation and the reality, I have to pull myself back from that, because yeah. I can continually go down and stay in that road. I don't want that anymore, no, Brona. No. So I have to work with those emotions and those feelings and those thoughts. Is my thoughts going to dictate how my day goes? Is my past and all that it was going to continue to eat under my present and start nibbling at my future? Mm-hmm. I'm not, I am really not going to do that anymore. No. Um, and that's a struggle as well with me that, you know, I'm fighting the inner and the outer's fighting with each other. Yeah. Um, I don't have to prove myself. That's one thing I learned. Yeah. I don't have to prove who I am to anybody anymore. And that's incredible in itself. Once mm-hmm. you find that, yeah. do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm still finding that, still ticking. It's going up and down, up and down, up and down. But you know you what? Will it will, it. it will go a yeah. flow eventually. But like even you know, even listening there, them empowering words was just, it's just amazing. What advice would you have for anyone who's going through a separation or a divorce um, right now? I can only speak what I have done, Bruna, and you know you've got to come to the realisation that that relationship is over. Yeah. You, you, you have to be honest with yourself. Yeah. That relationship is in the past. Yeah. If it may come again, it's going to be a completely different relationship. But for now, that relationship is over. And you owe it to yourself. Yes. We owe it to ourselves to embrace the pain and the hurt. And that can be really hard yeah. and it can be really painful. But no man is an island. There's people out there that can hear you, can understand you, can guide you. But it's knowing that that woman that looks back at you every day or man in that mirror Mm -hmm. has the answers to all your pain. No ex-husband, no separation, no no man, people, place or thing is going to bring you what you're looking for except that person that looks back at you in the mirror each day. A hundred percent, because you have yeah. to have that self-love in yourself, yeah. Um, yeah. definitely, because if you don't find that, you know, it's, it's you said you go through dark, rocky roads yeah. too as well, 
mm. with everything else. Mm. So, Mary, what is next? What is next to happen now? What's what's happening this year? So this year I am I'm doing Brona's podcast, yeah, yeah. which I'm really Woo-hoo. honoured about doing. <laughs> um, I've just done a webinar at the weekend, and on the April I have an event in the Red Castle. Yeah, I have an event in Ballyluffin. Uh-huh. I have an event in Oma. And I have two women's retreats coming up as well in Red Castle in October, November time. Perfect. How's people get tickets? Or it'll be on event. My Eventbrite, and yeah. just it'll be if you go onto my Instagram. Yeah. You'll get me, Brona. Yeah. You know when I'll I put am. your retag yeah. at the bottom. Yeah. So it's. Do you know what, Brona? You know I'm passionate about women. Yeah. I really am passionate. Um, I and coach. definitely because I was at your event and I can tell you this, there was, had to be well over 100 women mm. that night and mm. the empowerment that I walked away that mm. night, I felt I felt my higher self mm. that night, which I hadn't felt mm. in a really long time. Actually, mm-hmm. I hadn't felt that in 18 months, no. walking away from it. And it wasn't just speaking to the woman, I mean, just being present the and there, mm. the atmosphere. You know, the crack was amazing mm-hmm. too as well on mm-hmm. top of it. But your story, your mm-hmm. story really empowered mm-hmm. everybody in that room. And I really believe, Bron, and I really do believe that this is my purpose. We should never be ashamed of our story. Yeah. We should never be ashamed that we're separated. That separation, there's always a lesson to be learned out of things in our, in yeah. our life. Your grief yeah. There's lessons to be learned. We yeah. always have a lesson. Even though it's hard and it's painful, there's always a lesson. I used to always say I was a bit of a slow learner. I couldn't pick up and yeah. I kept getting them lessons. And I was never top of the class. No. But you know what now, Bruna? I do believe that we have a higher self. We have an inner voice. And we need to quieten the thoughts that goes on in our head to allow that inner voice to come through. Every woman has a right and deserves the best this life has to give them. They should never be attached to anybody else. Mm -hmm. Today, this is my path. I walk my path. Yes, there's people come along my path that nurture me and help me and grow. But it's my job to decide who comes on my path and who doesn't. You know, we talk about the doormat. Yeah. Lift the doormat. Mm -hmm. Lift it the day and put your own two feet on it and decide who's going to come on it. Whether you're going through separation or divorce, remember this. That relationship is gone. That man or that woman that was your everything mm-hmm. has left you for a reason. Now, and I'm not talking about a reason. There may be somebody else. There's a reason behind this. Yes. We become very comfortable in the uncomfortable in relationships sometimes. We accept un- unacceptable behavior. We believe it's okay. Everything that happens in our home stays within our home. Mm-hmm. I do believe the more women that begin to speak up and speak out and allow women that's in situations or in loss with, even within themselves to know that there is a better way, there is a new way. Um, I You're did not it. Alone. You're not alone. No. And, you know, I created my academy and I do what I... I started that, but and I hadn't a bald is what I was doing (laughs) but I knew there was something pushing me towards Mm -hmm. that I knew the women were crying out for a direction Mm -hmm. I knew the women were lost because we do get lost in family life and when children get up we're sitting looking and sometimes the husband's sitting in one chair and you're sitting down you're looking over and you're going Jesus is this but I've I'm I'm, this is the rest of my days looking at him because you know 
a relationship has to be nurtured. Yeah. It has to be a two-way street. Oh, it most definitely does. And if that's not there, and then when your children get up and go, and it's just you and him, and you have nothing in common because through the years of your children growing, you have loved a separate identity. Yeah. You haven't come together as a couple, per se, and done things. That's why I always say when couples come, and when somebody comes to me and I'm having, I send them, I want you to have a date night. Yeah. One night a week. I don't care if it's an hour. I don't care if it's out of the Chinese takeaway or uh, fish and chip shop. You spend an hour together. Mm-hmm. No phones, no nothing. It's been persistent and disciplined. You know, I didn't do that. I kept that shut for too long. Mm-hmm. I allowed behaviour to happen. And I was afraid to speak. Yeah. I was afraid to speak how I really felt. Um, today I have a tongue, I have a voice and I do believe that there's something much more deeper than me that's guiding me and directing me. Um, I'm a lot more grateful for what I have in life today. I have four amazing children. I have three absolutely beautiful grandsons Uh Um, and they are my world. Yeah. But I am also my world. You know, I have to remember that us women always, you know, we're eating the crumbs of everybody's table. That's all we do. Mm -hmm. Whatever's leftovers, we'll take it. Yeah. No, that's not what life's about. Mm -hmm. We must reach for the a la carte menu every day we get up because we deserve it. And if we continue to eat the, the crumbs of everybody's table, we're always going to get what we always got. Exactly. And then you're going to suffer then mm-hmm. too as well. Along the and way nothing's ever going to change, Bruno, because mm-hmm. you've always done it. You don't You don't know. There is a different way. There is yeah. a better way. Yeah. And there's a more empowering way. And if you really feel lost because of a separation and a marriage or a friendship or whatever it is, the core ones have to be healed within you first and yeah. foremost. You can't fix something if you're not fixed yourself. Yeah, 100%. You cannot enter on, and I can guarantee you, Bruna, if you go into another relationship and you haven't dealt and you haven't mm-hmm. embraced and nurtured and healed what what was broken in you in the first place, you'll walk straight into the same relationship yeah. and you will accept the same behavior yeah. and you'll think, that's all you're worth. Yeah. We are valuable. Absolutely. No man, woman or thing can buy us. We're priceless. A hundred percent. And at the end of the day, you know, and that's that's a thing because people do get lost in themselves yes. too as well. So, so much. Mm-hmm. And there might be actually people who's listening to this who might not be going through a, a divorce or separation, but they're lost in their marriage. Lost. Do you know what I mean? Yes. And they might just think, do you know what? Maybe we need to do these things. Definitely. Maybe, you know, maybe we need to put the phones away. Like I have... Like, I remember when we um, bought what we thought was our forever home in Colmore, um, and I remember me and Berkey every single night, every single night, and I'm not bullshitting you when I say this, I sit and write, put the phone over there now. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many used to just chat, mm-hmm. talk shit to each other or whatever, or put YouTube on, and Berkey would have had a sing song or whatever, but we had that love. We had that connection. But you see, we get love mixed up with, you know, you do this and you do that and it's all these practical things. And then I think sometimes we people... We forget f- about fun. Yes, exactly. We forget about having a laugh, having a fu- having fun. Marriage isn't serious. Family no. life should not be serious. There should be fun, there should be laughter and there should be a time where you sh- should all see each other having fun. Definitely. Like your children should see you having fun, Brona. Yeah. I see you, you're on there and you're yeah. mixing with them and you're matching. Even through your pain. Yeah. Because you're very aware that they also need to see a mommy that yeah. has fun and laughter. You might be... But I have to be honest, the growth in you in this past year has been mm. unbelievable. Mm. 
and you're still grieving. Yeah. But you, for me, I watch you growing and I see this, this inner self, this yeah. Brona is starting to evolve. It's starting to come out and you're allowing it. 100%. But at the same time, you know you're still grieving. Yeah, I'm still grieving. I'm still healing. I think, to be honest with you, I'm tired with it all. Yeah. I'm really burnt yes. out. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm really burnt out. Do you know? And I got to a stage where... I don't know. I actually said this to Seamus Fox not that long ago. Um, I think I did one of his breathworks classes and just something clicked in me mm-hmm. about six weeks before Christmas where I was like, I'm tired, I'm exhausted. You know, I just want to change things in life yeah. and myself. Yes. Do you know, and one at that stage at life there, just six weeks prior to Christmas, I actually talk upon myself that I need to change myself and I need to have inner healing for me yes. and not just that mommy mm-hmm. do you know for a long time for you know like I'm 21 months with Berkey seven years now um and the 27 February with my daddy and I was just just exhausted mm-hmm. burnt out from this mm-hmm. this fast train where I was going nowhere wait do you know that yeah. kind of way and it's um it's like you know Bruno you know um, we and we don't I have tried the likes of counseling and stuff like that um and I'll be honest with you I'll be really honest with you I probably maybe haven't found that person yet but I just that's probably the main purpose of me doing the podcast because I want to have honest conversations mm-hmm. with everybody now and just normalize grief mm-hmm. and do you know and I think me talking like this is it's actually really healing me. for it me. Is. It do you is. know, definitely. Do you and this it, to me is like counselling. It's therapy you know, for it you. It is therapy. Is. And you know what it's actually doing as well? You're allowing yourself. You're loving yourself back to life. Yeah. You're beginning to believe, you know, I have a life, I have a purpose. And you mm-hmm. do have a purpose. We mm-hmm. all have a purpose. And, you know, and I said to you the other day, mm. no matter what path you take mm. and, you know, you will heal and you will grow, Berkey will always be on that journey. Oh, absolutely. Because I'm a very firm believer that those that we love are always with us, around us. That was actually my next question, Dee. Are you spiritual? I'm very spiritual and I'm very, very aware that, you know, we're always asking, oh, God, give us this and da 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 da, da. We never asked our loved ones that have gone as well, because they are also, they have gone as well. Yeah. Their soul is still flying around us. Yeah. Their spirits are flying around us. And we're so distracted by the focus of maybe our religious upbringing that it has to be this way or that way. Yeah. I really believe that, you know, even though the physical form isn't there, mm-hmm. they're very, very much present around yeah. us. And, you know... They want us to be happy. Yeah. And I'm quite sure Berkey is very much around you now. Yeah. And he is saying, go on, Bruna. Yeah. Love your life Mm -hmm. to the best of your ability. Mm -hmm. Love your dream. Yeah. And he he really wants that for you. Yeah. And, you know, but we don't don't sort of connect with when, when they die, you know, and... I'm not a big fan of cemeteries, I have to be honest. Aye. Um, no, do you know what? Like, I haven't actually touched on this subject yet, but um, I'm not either. No, I, I just... You know, I'm not. It's, I struggle with At the with start, it. when Berkey passed, I was very much like I had to go. Actually, it got to a stage where at the very start of lockdown, and because we were locked, locked mm-hmm. down, that the only place that I felt like a skipping date was there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did at the very start go a couple of times a day. That soon fizzled out. And now I would just go once a week on a Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Berkey passed on a Thursday, so I always seemed to, I don't know why, but it just seemed to go on a Thursday. And every time I go there, it's putting salt on the wound. Mm-hmm. Like I have um, no peace there, if you want to no, say. I don't. Not. It's just. It's worth people. It's worth 100%. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, with videos and, and pictures and, and speaking to myself in my own home and, and speaking to him throughout Adam and Ethan and stuff, mm-hmm. that's my way. You know, as far as like the cemeteries and stuff, like I. I don't, I no. don't, you know, I really struggle with that. No. And, you know, I do make a point to go every week to Berkey's, but I can name me on one hand how many times I've been with Daddy this year or la- I, last I just, year, sorry. And, you know, I know it's a lot, a lot of people find, get a lot out of going to the cemetery yeah. for me. Oh, definitely. I don't like, get, if it's for you, like, it's for you, but you know, it's definitely not for me. Like, you know, I very seldom visit my parents and Paul's grave. It, it, it doesn't hold nothing for me i could stand out that back and look around and feel them so much with me and around me and you know and anybody that has gone through a separation or whatever you know don't deny your feelings if you still love that person that's okay you don't have to hate them no because when you begin when that turns to hate what you're actually doing is hating yourself. yourself yeah you're destroying yourself so if you still love that person Love them, mm-hmm. wish them well, even though you it might stick there in your throat. <laughs> but the more you come from a place of wishing them well, yeah. um, the more you'll begin to heal. But if you're coming from, and as I did at the start, that melody, the only person I was hurting was me. The only mm-hmm. person that that was going back on was me. Mm-hmm. They don't hear what we're saying. They don't know the pain we're on. Yeah. So, you know, it comes to a point where you have to put a bit of value in who you are. 100%. And know that you can be the best version of yourself mm-hmm. on your own. Yeah. And the the number of people you will touch when you begin to really identify and connect with who you are. Do I love my husband? I do love him. I have mm-hmm. no qualms in saying that. Yeah. But I also know that I love myself more the day. Yeah. And... I would not accept what I've accepted all those years yeah. because it dimmed the light in me. Yeah. There was no light in me. There was no light. Like if you look over videos I done last year, I was dead. My yeah. eyes were dead in my yeah. head. I was so unhappy. Um But you're not no, no more. I've you can see it. Back. You, know, you can see that back. spark and you can see that yeah. glint in your eyes yeah. and you know, that's a powerful toll yeah. they have on itself. It Do is. you know that you yeah. found that inner peace mm-hmm. and that inner happiness again? And my passion is that each and every woman can find that in themselves. Yeah, definitely. And men. And men too and as men. well, definitely. But, do you know, we woman too, you know, as you touched on there too, you know, you have to find that inner yeah. peace. And it doesn't matter whether you're on your own or not. There is always exactly. going to be that fear. Exactly. Do you know, um, that terrifies me to my mm-hmm. absolute core. It mm-hmm. does. And I've, I've said it before, do you know, it really, really does. But I don't let that overcome me anymore. No. I don't let it define me either or anything at all. Do you know, I literally take day by day and that's it. Um, and let the waves come and go. But don't let them override Stay. a full day. Or because you know, you know, I've learned to you cope with so that right. as well. Because, Bruna, see, the more attention you give to something, the more you get it back. 100%. And the more it keeps coming and keeps coming. And, it, you know, it's almost like you are smothering yeah that you can't get your breath because your thoughts are so crazy and those thoughts that you're thinking you're giving energy and you're taking action Mm -hmm. and that's what you're giving out and that's what you're constantly going to get back 
Yeah. And you'll never find that peace when you're always searching. You will never find yourself yeah. in somebody else. No, 100%. Never. You have to, you yeah. have to be your own. And honor. the woman or the man yeah. that looks back at you every day in that mirror, that's your number one. Magic. Absolutely magic. And you know what? Give Mary a wee follow and, and Teddy, she is a powerful, absolutely amazing person. And uh, thank you so, so much thank for you, coming Bonham. on to thank the podcast. Um, this is really going to touch a lot of people. I just know it. And uh, thank you again. Thank you. Thank Bonham. you. Oh.